Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. Today, we're bringing it back to basics. I want to talk all about lead generation 101. So this is how do you find people to sell to for your business and and what is the process of selling to to prospects um, for your startup. And some of this may be uh, information that you know. I hope that I can seed some new ideas for you. But what is really, really important or the biggest lesson that I've learned in marketing over these 10, probably almost 15 years of Um, working in marketing is that there is always like a new trendy thing, new bandwagon to hop onto, but you need to master the basics. The basics need to always be rolling in order for your marketing flywheel to be producing for you. And so when we talk about lead generation, Um, I'm going to bring you through sort of how to find new people in your business and exactly what you should be doing to get them ready to buy with you. Now, a lot of entrepreneurs focus on the lead gen activity, like advertising, like how are we going to reach more people, right? But what we often don't consider is that there are stages, um, of familiarity that people have with your business. And you kind of need to move them through this top, middle, and bottom process in order for them to be even ready to purchase with you or willing to give you a chance. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So let's start at the top. How do you find potential buyers? So I want you to write this on a piece of paper, sticky note, stick it by your desk. There are only three ways that you can reach new audience that exist with one caveat and I'll, and we'll share that in a minute, but essentially there's three ways to reach new people. That is through ads, right? Which is kind of the first obvious choice. The second one is leveraging other people's audiences. So this is through partnerships, or this is could be through participating in, an, in events, or just even going through your own network, right? Finding more buyers through audiences that exist, either with other people, with other brands. And the last is SEO, search engine optimization. This one is a slow burn because SEO, in order for it to really be working for you and having leads come in through Google search, there needs to be sort of an SEO program, which can involve 
consistently posting blogs that utilize keywords that your prospects are looking for, right? That's sort of when we talk about an SEO program, um, that's a piece of it. Um, so SEO is going to have to be churning for a long period of time before we actually end up getting significant traction and traffic through SEO. But I think it is extremely important to start SEO as early as you can in business. I can't tell you how many businesses I've, I've been um, working with that sort of have realized that they're spending tons of money on advertising and would love to be getting a little bit more um, organic traffic, right? Because SEO, yeah, you're investing in the content, which you can use for a lot of things, but that organic traffic is free. Those are free leads, right? And so SEO is so powerful, but it is like compound interest in, in your sort of 401k. SEO compounds over time. So the longer you are um, consistently turning out SEO, uh, like key rich, keyword rich content, that, that effort is going to compound. And so maybe it's a year from now or five years from now, but you'll really reap the fruits of those labor by starting as early as you can. So these are the three ways that we're finding new audience in today's marketing landscape. Ads, leveraging other people's audiences, and SEO. The caveat that I want to share is at this particular moment in time, there is an opportunity with TikTok now, social media, contrary to popular belief, is not a way to reach new audience. When social platforms first started, the business model of these social platforms is that at the beginning stages, they're focused on user acquisition. So Facebook, Instagram, they will do whatever is necessary in order to acquire more users onto the platform. And so in the early days of Instagram, the early days of Facebook, it was a way to reach new audience. And when businesses were using those platforms, they could get in front of brand new prospects organically, totally free, only by generating content. And, and what we have seen in the past like three to five years, or more, is that those platforms have switched to a pay-to-play model, which means that you're actually not even getting in front of your own followers on those platforms right now. That's why things like boosting posts exist. When you are prompted to boost a post, they're actually asking if you want to just be showing this piece of content to your own existing followers right? Because only a very small percentage, I think the stat is somewhere around 2% of your followers will actually see the content that you put through on Facebook or on Instagram or on Twitter, things like that. But where we are with TikTok, because of how young TikTok is compared to the other platforms, TikTok is still in this user acquisition phase, okay? And so they're rewarding content creators by showing content to new audience. So that's not how it's going to be forever. So remember this, please, because it's not a sustainable um, strategy to build your entire marketing program on 
a social platform. You do not own your contacts on the social platform. Okay. They're not, they're not yours. And if something happens to that social platform where it does switch to that pay to play model, for example, which it most likely will, you're not going to be able to have access to all of those followers that you've been working so hard to build up. So careful with that. Um, and one of the main objectives with social media is going to be getting those followers to give you their email address because your e their email address is an asset that you own and you can take with you forever, no matter what happens to those social platforms. So yes, we have a moment in time with TikTok where we can reach new audience, but that is only for a window before they start rolling out these kind of advanced ad programs, if they kind of follow the trajectory of the other platforms that we've seen with Facebook and with Instagram. But as a business, you need to be planning for which, in which ways are you going to be reaching new audience? Are you focused on running ads? Are you focused on partnerships? Or are you like doubling down on slowly building an organic audience with something like SEO? But you need to have a awareness strategy for generating leads that has to be happening. If there's not a way for you to be getting fresh new eyeballs on your business each and every day, each and every week, you're not going to be able to fill your sales pipeline. So if I can just like reiterate this point and just like slam it home, a lot of people mistakenly think that, oh, if you're just like every day on Instagram, that's how you're going to be filling your sales pipeline. And I'm, it's just simply not true. You need to be paying for advertising on Instagram, or if you've been lucky enough to have developed a strong following, you're probably going to even have to be boosting your posts in order to actually get your message to your whole followership. So do not assume that building a social strategy is going to be bringing in leads. Actually, social media is a nurture strategy. Social media is primarily used for building the relationship and building the like, know, and trust factor. So these new leads that you get through advertising or that you get through um, other people's audiences, right? Through networking, through partnerships, through events, that once they kind of start following you or start sort of looking into your social media presence or the, or, you know, a podcast that you do, whatever it is, those activities are for like establishing your authority. Um, if, if that's something that you need to do for your brand, peaking, you know, um, engaging with them. So like if you're a product-based business, that, that could look like showing people your process, right? Um, sharing your values, um, taking people behind the scenes, things like that, right? All those things build those good feels that get those prospects ready to actually buy with you. Um, that nurture strategy is also about adding value, giving useful information as it relates to your product or service. So Lead generation, we want to focus on these three areas and decide which one you want to be your main focus. Ideally, you are running your SEO consistently, you are running ads, and you're doing partnerships, but it depends what your budget is, right? I would suggest doing all three of those things to some degree. Um, ads are incredibly effective. A partnership strategy is great. Like, And this, uh, by the way, includes influencer strategies. 
partnerships, leveraging other people's audiences is great, but it, it, it takes time, right? You have to find the right partners. Um, and oftentimes those things maybe don't come as quickly as ads, for example. Ads are very, um, it's very easy sort of to see the ROI in the ads, right? It's like a very simple formula. You can track everything along the way. Um, partnerships, there can be some gray area on, you know, you want to make sure that you have uh, tracking in place for like partnerships when possible. Um, but if you're going to speak at an event, for example, it's like, well, what ways in which can, can you track, um, you know, leads that come from that event, right? If you're speaking and people are in the audience, you're going to want to be really thoughtful in all the ways in which you can track performance of different partnership activities. And so this could look like creating special URLs or landing pages when you're speaking in an event and sharing like a very easy to remember URL um, for like a lead magnet or some piece of content or for a contest or something that you can get those folks in the audience to give you their email address. Cause that's going to be um, really the way that we are able to facilitate like warming those people up to buy. And oftentimes, of course, meeting you in person, it's, it's, it's going to speed up that process like by leaps and bounds, but we want that email address. So how are we acquiring customers? First, we're focusing on how are we reaching new audience? So I went through that in, in, in depth, but now I want to talk about this second step, which is engaging. And this is, I want you to understand that when people, when you're reaching new audience, most times they're not quite ready to buy with you. And so when we're running ads, we talk about top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and bottom of the funnel ads. And why we do that is sort of helping educate and get those prospects ready to even leave you their email address, right? So a top of the funnel ad is just like a brand awareness. This could be simply like logo, tagline, image, where it starts to help people register like what you are and what you do. That's a top of the funnel ad. It's not really asking much of that person that's seeing the ad other than just like, hey, I'm here, know that I exist. A middle of the funnel ad is usually like its purpose is to, to get people engaged in a small way. So this is where we're sending lead magnets, right? And a lead magnet is just any piece of information or anything of value that we can offer prospects in exchange for their email address. Remember, the email address is the asset that you have, right? Your email list is your buyer list. It's your prospective buyer list. It's people that have raised their hand and sort of volunteered to tell you that, yes, I'm interested in what your product or service is. This is golden, right? And so when we're running ads to that middle of the funnel, it's like, okay, can I give you a downloadable PDF or a promotion code or something that um, is going to give you value and you're just going to give me an email address in order to do that? If, if they do that, then there's all sorts of wonderful ways in which we can continue to build the relationship and to sell to them over email. But this engagement piece is really, really key. And then the last of these like bottom of the funnel 
um, ads, which is where you're asking this person who's seeing the ad to take like a little bit of a bigger, um, a little bit of a bigger action with you. So that could mean, for example, like if you're a service-based business or if you have some kind of educational piece to what you do, this could be watching a webinar, like registering for a webinar or registering for an event. This could be actually asking to get on a demo, right? If you're like a, a SaaS company, right? This could be an ad that's like a direct to call ad where you're just like telling them to get on the phone with you. Or this could be a sale, right? Like a sale of a product that you're just, you're asking them to buy, right? And this top middle and the bottom is a really effective way to sort of get those prospects in whatever platform you're advertising on to really know who you are and what you do and get them sort of inching closer to that sale with you. Um, but that engagement piece is important, right? So everything that we're doing in this aware, in this like awareness phase and reaching new audience should be moving people towards giving you their email address. Once you have their email address, you can establish this long-term relationship with them, right? And this is where we go into the third phase, which is the nurture phase. And in the nurture phase, what we're doing is, again, building that like, know, and trust factor. The nurture phase can be happening with regular emails. The nurture phase can be happening with regularly posting on social media. The nurture phase can be releasing a piece of sort of like, um, of like, king content, which could be like a weekly YouTube show or a weekly podcast. But the key to the nurture phase is to be showing up consistently, right? There's so many brands that exist. And what, what is one of the first steps in building trust with audience is that you want to show them that you show up consistently. You, you do what they say. I mean, I mean you, you do what you say, right? You follow through. If you say you're going to be sending a promotional code, make sure that that email automatically fires off. You know, if you're going to be uh, co communicating with that audience and you say that you're going to be adding value when you get into their inbox, make sure that you're adding value. So what gets people ready to buy with you is that consistent marketing activity and that consistent messaging of how your product or service can relieve the pain points of your prospective buyer, right? And so that's, that's this whole step. So when we think about lead generation, we can't just think about, ah, I got to get ads and just like get a bunch of eyeballs on my brand. That's just the first part of it. But what I'm trying to walk you through is how to be building this sustainable flywheel that's going to be moving people in through a system to not only knowing about your brand, but then also being ready, getting excited to buy with you. Because the last piece of this puzzle is as you're nurturing people and consistently putting content out via social or podcast or video or, or weekly email or whatever it is, is that inside that content, you're reserving some moments in time, whether it's like around holidays or it's once per quarter or whatever, to be creating some sales-driven campaigns that are going to actually ask for the purchase. So you have this nice balance of adding value and then asking for the sale. 
right? And it's sort of this model, which is like give, 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 ask, right? As brands and, and sort of running this sort of inbound, um, as HubSpot, I think, coined it, this inbound marketing strategy, it's all about adding value. And in doing that, you're giving content that is going to actually help your prospective client in whichever way your product or service helps them in their lives, right? And I want to mention that even if you're a product service, there are, uh, sorry, even if you're a product brand, there's a lot of ways in which your product is going to help that person's life. And there's a lot of information you can be giving them around just like how to make their lives better as it relates to what your product is, right? So I, I want you um, just to be cautious of focusing too much on just generating the leads without the other pieces of the puzzle in place. Because if you just are getting those eyeballs onto your brand, but you don't have this system in place, like if you're expecting just to be throwing a lot of money at ads, expecting people to get onto your home, your website and purchase with you immediately, you're going to waste a lot of money because the conversion rate on just like ad to purchase is quite low, most likely less than 5%. Whereas as you are building this relationship with this list, I've seen, I've seen companies that have upwards of 30 to 50% of their sales coming from this email list, right? And then those email lists that you've built this relationship with actually become advocates for you and your brand as well, because you've cultivated the relationship and you're actually building these raving fans as you, as you do this, right? Because they're going to love your product. They're going to love your brand. They're going to love what you do. So this is sort of how it works, right? So just to recap again, because I want this to be really clear, we have like three really important stages when we're trying to bring new customers into our business. The first is our awareness. How are we getting in front of new eyeballs? Number two, how are we engaging with them? Once we get those eyeballs on our brand, how are we getting their email address? Remember, the email address is the golden, the golden ticket here because this is how we can continue to build the relationship, okay? And it's an asset that we own. And the third is how are we nurturing this email list, right? Now, again, you don't have to be emailing people every single day. With this email, right, we can be encouraging people to follow us on social media, to, to be, if we're producing regular content on social or we're doing a show or a podcast or whatever, you want to be just explaining to that person via email, like, hey, if you're not following me on Instagram, this is like where I spend most of my time, or this is where the brand shares our best, our best stuff, right? And make sure that you're converting that person into a follower um, or you're getting them, you know, to subscribe to your channel or subscribe to your podcast or tune into your blog, whichever way that you're consistently adding value. So I hope that that helped. I hope that that makes sense to you because um, it is just the key. It is the piece of the puzzle that if we don't figure out these first three steps, it's going to be really hard to gain traction, traction, and like building that sales pipeline. So that's it for this week. I'm so happy that you're joining me, of course, as always. And I'll be back here next week with some more juicy marketing tips for you. See you then. 
You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.